This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. Taiwan reported 982 cases of COVID-19 on Thursday, with 874 of those being domestic cases. Taiwan has also released new rules, with hospitals prioritizing severe cases and four groups, including those over 70 years old. This comes as cities across the country are trying to limit the spread of the virus with testing and contact tracing. Jaime Ocon has the details. Taiwan's health officials say the country is at the start of a new COVID-19 infection wave. That's after reporting triple-digit new cases every day for the past week. In the capital city of Taipei, government officials are encouraging concerned citizens or those who believe they have come in contact with someone who was infected to get tested. Recently, Taiwan has seen a spike in the number of reported cases fueled by the Omicron variant. That's despite Taiwan's high vaccination rate. 84% of the country's 23 million people have had their first dose, while 80% are fully vaccinated with two jabs, and more than 53% have received their booster shot. Out of the almost 5,000 domestic cases that Taiwan has reported this year, 99% have been asymptomatic or mild. And in cities like New Taipei, officials are crafting their policy to manage infections based on this data. With officials preparing for an expected spike in cases, Taiwan hopes it can keep the number of severe cases and deaths at a minimum, while at the same time easing into a world where we learn to live with the virus. Klein Wong and Jaime Okan for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan is in talks to get COVID-19 vaccine doses for children aged 5 to 11. Officials haven't yet said when these might get approval for use. Our reporter, John Van Trieste, asked Dr. Shi Xinru, director of Tanggong University's Research Center for Emerging Viral Infections, how safe COVID vaccines are for children. I know some study uh, have been working on the uh, long-term monitoring for the vaccine side effect, but it's very hard to prove the link. Probably it's coincidence, not cause and effect for the vaccine to cause uh, some disease in, uh, in children. And uh, I think for uh, children, the thing is that uh, severity for them are very low, but uh, vaccine still can cause some side effect such as uh, myocarditis, uh, which is very severe. So, of course, parents uh, would have some concern. If you uh, want to control the disease, um, if children got vaccine, got the shots, I think the, uh, even though they got infected, the viral load uh, in them will become less. So in your view, will regular booster shots just become a, a part of life, like annual flu shots, for instance? Not, not really, because uh, for influenza virus, uh, peop- the memory of our body is kind of very short. And for coronavirus, probably uh, our memory is uh, short for the variants. But for the long-term memory, we still can against many types of coronavirus. So we will see whether we need to get shot uh, regularly or, or probably not as frequently as um, a flu shot, probably two years or three years, or maybe not. Because consider that there are also many kinds of coronavirus exist in human beings, and we live with them um, and, uh, uh, peacefully. 
Russian atrocities against Ukrainian civilians have sent shockwaves around the world. More than 8,000 kilometers away, the pain of the suffering is being felt among Taiwan's small Ukrainian community. Taiwan has only one Ukrainian restaurant. It's located in the northeast of Taiwan. I met the owner who lives here with his Taiwanese wife to find out how he feels about the conflict in his homeland. Tucked away on Taiwan's northeast coast in the city of Ilan is the only Ukrainian restaurant in the country. Its owner, Sergei Balogov, is one of 205 Ukrainians who have made Taiwan their home. He never believed Russia would invade Ukraine and now says he cannot believe the brutality. So just, uh, I, I never knew that, uh, never expected that uh, Russian could be so, uh, what's the name of? I mean, I don't say in everybody's, but at least those soldiers. Balogov himself was a soldier once, conscripted into the army when Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. Here he is, bottom left, at just 18 years old when he served in Kazakhstan alongside Russian soldiers. Forty years on, his comrades now on opposite sides of the conflict. They became, I don't know, they they really brainwashed and, and there and now they hate Ukrainians for no reason. They're really not thinking about Ukrainians as a people. It's just the same what's happened in Germany in the 1930s. They like the nation is above everybody else. Balogov's mother was Russian. He is from a village outside Kharkiv, close to the Russian border. It's now one of the war's worst hit cities. He says he's glad his parents didn't live to see this. His only remaining family there, a nephew whose mother is also Russian, has fled to what he called a safer part. Though he is far from home, Balagov says he has been overwhelmed by support from Taiwanese. Some want to shake his hand, others give him money for Ukraine. Diners come to Mr. Balogov for the Ukrainian specialties, such as meatballs and chicken Kiev, made from ground meat crisped up with garlic butter. He also serves shish kebab and Turkish coffees, dishes of other cultures adopted by Ukraine. The setting is a slice of home, with its whitewashed walls and decorative Ukrainian peach stove, all contained within a traditional hatta or country house. Earnings from his restaurant have contributed to the thousands of dollars that Balogov plans to send to Ukraine. Yeah, I knew that Taiwanese is a very supportive people. In general, they could always help you, <clears throat> help you if you ask for the help, or just for no reason they could, you know. It is with the support of those from his adopted home for the last decade that Balogov can now focus on helping those in his native Ukraine. Alex Chen and Ian Kavat for Taiwan Plus. A new dance performance, Send in a Cloud, marks the return of one of Taiwan's most beloved modern dance companies, Cloudgate Dance Theatre. Performances were halted due to the COVID-19 outbreak last May, but now they're ready to showcase their new production. And it centers around the pandemic. Bing Wang gives us an inside look. Jerky movements, haunting pauses, quick disjointed strokes, all in time to box cello suite number one. 
This piece, sent in a cloud, is about the struggle of isolation that many people have felt during the pandemic, a feeling shared by the Cloudgate dancers. Before the pandemic, the Cloudgate dancers spent much of the time here, the home base of Taiwan's premier dance company, an eco-friendly, state-of-the-art theater on the northern coast of Taiwan. They came here to rehearse, perform, eat, hang out, and work out together. That all came to a halt a year ago after a spike in COVID cases in Taiwan. But after a brief hiatus, they are ready to perform, and the theater is once again open to the public. The dance group will start their new performances in this theater in Taipei. Then they will take the show on the road to central Taiwan in Taizong. Then it's off to the south of the country in Kaohsiung. The world-renowned Cloudgate once traveled the globe performing to full houses. But this latest work reflects the seismic changes they've experienced during the pandemic. They were forced to stay in Taiwan and at times in isolation. 去年疫情台湾疫情最严重的时候，我们还做了我们我们也做了远距的工作，所以每一个舞者在早上十点打开他们家的电脑，我就在screen里面看到二十几个不同的房间的样子，每一个人在自己的房间虽然疫情我们没